Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Comfort Watch. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm joined again by my little not so pink haired nugget, Chrissy. It's I washed my hair <laughs> and it came out. It's hard to maintain. I know. It's it's just not as popping as it usually is. No. But you but look very cute today. Pastels are hard one to maintain in your hair, but thank you. You're wearing like a gingham inspired crop top. I just like that I don't need a bra. Yeah. I mean, where'd you get it? Old, old Navy. I mean, people got to know. Fatties, my girlies who are fat. Uh, old Navy's got you, man. They got you. I'm not a big Old Navy girl, but every time I ask you, oh, where'd you get that? You say Old Navy. And I just feel like I'm eye looking in the wrong places. No, you can shop everywhere. So why would you shop Old Navy? <laughs> That's not true. I am wearing a pair of maternity leggings. I'm a 13 months postpartum. I'm wearing uh, one of my husband's t-shirts. So I, I really do. I need to shop, but I do not shop everywhere. No, I branched out and tried to go to the Gap this weekend. Guess what? Things don't fit. Even though they're the same company. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good wasn't a good time. Just wanted some linen. Is it so wrong to want some linen in your life? No, but like I feel like we're heading towards linen like the end of linen season. Yeah. So maybe you were like looking for linen on sale. A discount linen. <laughs> exactly. Discount linen. Discount linen. Ninety dollar pants are now $38? Yeah, I'll have them for next year. I mean, I don't know when people are listening to this, but it's salt air. <laughs> August. The, what is it? Drifted away like a moment in time. It's August. It's, <laughs> <laughs> this episode's not coming out in August, but thank you for... It's my birthday month. It is your birthday month. And it's the farewell to summer. It's still going. What are you talking about? I feel like I've always felt this way that my birthday is august 18th i've always felt that when my birthday passes summer's over even though the weather lasts until like october yeah in southern ontario it is warm until almost november but i'm a firm believer of september one we are wearing sweaters nope i know can't relate my 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 wedding was on september 5th and my husband husband got heat stroke (laughs) like i had ass sweat that whole day (laughs) i I kept a water bottle in my spanx while we sat there doing our vows and whatnot the hottest day how you doing I'm fine. Nothing's new. Nothing's new? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Taylor Swift just announced... Uh, Canadian dates. Canadian dates. So hopefully by the time this airs, we will be firmly holding tickets for 2024. I'm currently in the queue. Oh, your turn started. Did I miss it? Chrissy's going to take a little break to register <laughs> for her tickets. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Yeah, I do yeah. want to do it. We just took a break so that Chrissy could um, register for the Ticketmaster for Taylor Tour. So, I mean, fingies crossed that everything works out and we'll be wearing lots of colorful outfits in November 2024. Yeah. We just have to stay alive and Taylor has to stay alive until November 2024. Speaking of staying alive. Oh, no, this is not a good se- <laughs> This is not how we segue. But it is. Uh, do you want me to say it? No, it's okay. I can say it. So we took a little bit of a break from podcasting. You didn't notice because we're probably going to post things week after week. But right. There's a um, over a month gap, there, I'd say. There is a big month gap. So yes. if our attitudes, our, our knowledge of the world is a little more darker or deeper, it's because on July 2nd, my dad died very suddenly and it really threw everything for a loop. And even though we have a podcast called Comfort Watch, I did not anticipate needing so much comfort watching for such a difficult reason. Like, I'm smiling, but I also feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like I'm trying to, like, I don't know, keep it together in life. But yeah, he was 63 and it's been very sad. Um, full transparency, our relationship was pretty complicated so it makes grief very complicated yeah i don't really know what else to say other than it's been something that like i've obviously i've gone through a lot of loss before but never apparent and even though it's you know all loss hurts and it's in a different way like this hits so different than anything i've ever been through so it has been quite the month Mm mm-hmm 
Well, you also got a master class in comfort watching. Yeah. Never have you probably watched this much TV in your life, maybe? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I was pretty much <laughs> a, a Olympian level TV watcher yeah. before, but I would say you haven't you haven't taken this much time to yourself at least in the last year. Yeah, it's obviously been very different um, because I have a one year old at home, and I've never grieved while taking care of a baby. So that has been like one of the biggest hurdles to grieving. I think is like having to co- compartmentalize like my day-to-day self to like get him fed and take care of him and play with him. And then, you know, while being a mom, also be grieving a parent. It's Mm -hmm. been the strangest thing of my life. So when I do have these pockets of alone time or when, you know, everybody's been really good to me and especially in the beginning, making sure that I had time to just be by myself or, you know, to just do whatever I needed to do, being very specific about the things that were going to bring me comfort was like choosing like it was I had to be so specific about what I needed to watch and when and it was just like I I was like is this because we started a comfort watch podcast yeah if you can hear a doggy beside me it's a a french bulldog snorting which is also part of comfort Mm mm-hmm dogs lower your blood pressure I don't think we need that (laughs) I have the lowest blood pressure, so I'm okay. You're going to pass out. But um, yeah, so my dad, when my dad passed away, the first thing that I did obviously was call Chrissy. Yeah. (laughs) And we went to McDonald's Mm -hmm. to buy food for my family. And then I really just commenced a couple days of just staying in bed, just crying, being unable to get out of bed. And then there was one specific day where you came over and we just like started the comfort watch marathon yes i should say the first thing i actually watched when i was uh grieving was sense and sensibility mm-hmm. at like 11 o'clock at night on my phone in the dark mm-hmm. and for some reason have you ever seen that movie if i have it's been a, a long long time is that does that have kate winslet it does and uh emma thompson Alan Rickman and Hugh Grant. I, I have seen it. It's a beautiful movie. And I think that's why I picked it because I was like, Pride and Prejudice is too, too de- like obviously Barbie well, taught us depression girl. Yes. We also saw the Barbie movie recently and that was so spot on. Yeah. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe if there's like a grieving Barbie, she's watching Sense and Sensibility. Different Austin, different time. Yeah, I do love, though, that the concept of a comfort watch even penetrated the Barbie universe and that, like, yes. Greta even knows it, if you are a depression Barbie, there is comfort watches for you. Absolutely. It's kind of the concept is universal. And I think a lot of people based on TikTok, a lot of people related to that. Yeah, it's it was a very deep too true cut. Only like once someone who is depression Barbie could have created that line, mm-hmm. I think. So hope she's OK. <laughs> But I watched Sense and Sensibility, which is directed by Ang Lee, and I just needed something super familiar, beautiful, where there's just the happiest of endings because my life felt completely upside down. Mm -hmm. And then we watched together one of our favorite movies. Something that would have been on our Comfort Watch roster at some point, because it truly is one. Uh, It's a movie that I go back to quite often. And, you know, being... someone who's a sister both Mm -hmm. of us are we each have one sister this movie very much like taps into our psyche (laughs) yeah of what being a younger sister is like or even being the opposite and being the more responsible sister is like and we both were like we need this right now yeah and And it was what we didn't even say what it was oh didn't i say in her shoes i thought i said it i don't think so oh sorry in her shoes the uh, Tony Collette and Cameron Diaz sister uh, dramedy. Yeah, it, I always thought it was. It does have some humor points, and I remember laughing a lot when watching it. But it is fairly dark, and it's a movie about grief. It is. It's a movie about losing a parent and how what that ripple effect does to your childhood and your adult life, and to your you know how connected you are to other people in your family. And how in that scenario, they ended up treating each other more like a child and a mother, even though they were sisters. Mm -hmm. 
and it's very interesting yeah it was i think like especially like as, as you were saying when we were younger i was watching it more of oh there are these sisters and they argue but they're getting it together and cameron diaz is the younger sister who's got some learning issues Mm -hmm. and she kind of makes these impulsive decisions she can't really get her life together and tony collette is the elder sister who is struggling they don't really talk about this as much in the movie but she's struggling with her body image and like identity thing is i think that the advertising for this movie leading up focused a lot more on tony collette gaining weight for the role and i remember the line like clothes don't fit whatever but shoes always fit and i remember that even being something that was like kind of in pop culture at the time mm-hmm. that like if you're fat you can still buy shoes even though bags. that's actually not the truth <laughs> if you're fat not all shoes fit but uh i remember that being i feel like in the trailer the trailer was kind of like cameron diaz is hot and a hot mess Tony Collette is fat, but she's got really pretty shoes. But what's funny about the movies when you watch it, shoes aren't really that much of a central theme. No. They come up three times. One time where her sister wants to try them on. One time where she realizes her sister broke the shoe and that like connects her to how stupid her sister is. And then when the grandmother offers shoes as shoes for her wedding. Right. But really it's not. I think they really force that premise yeah <laughs> when you think about it they only show that shoe closet like once like i wanted i wanted more i wanted montages of shoes and tony collette's wearing sneakers the entire movie she's not wearing those shoes that's true and even when it comes to like putting yourself in your sister's shoes yes there's not really much of that either no. <laughs> no they never go like well i wonder what i guess the way she behaves maggie may and was it rose, rose. felton Feller. Feller, yeah, there it is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting movie, but watching it, again, like, after just losing my dad, it was one of the perfect, like, watches, because it's low stakes, but there's some, like, serious undertones of, like, mental illness, and, yes, um, yeah. you know, people making decisions that they think are going to benefit people, you know, keeping the girl's grandmother away from them, and then in the long run, realizing it's not the right thing to do mm-hmm. it was just like watching it with you on the couch was like probably <laughs> yeah don't cry like you helped me so much this month oh that's nice and watching it with you was just like this little pocket of escapism that i desperately needed from my reality yeah it's nice to watch as much as comfort watches sometimes are like a solo thing when you watch it with somebody else like you had been grieving so hard but we were giggling yeah and pointing stuff out and laughing and you know talking about pop culture at the time and like what are they wearing and stuff like that and i think if you were alone you would have just sat there quietly and not like actually went with the emotions of the movie i don't know i think sometimes comfort watches are better shared yeah and it seems like such a throwback thing to do to watch to just get together with a friend to watch a movie or yeah. to just watch TV. It's been the weirdest thing because we've been doing that so much lately because of this podcast. But like that used to be all we did with friends. And now it's always like an outing. Yeah. And why Why did we Why did we change that? I'm not sure. I think in our 20s, we had no money and we would just be like, you want to come over and watch TV? That's all we did. We'd watch like The Bachelorette or yeah, we'd watch literally anything. We would just sit there and eat croutons from a cup. And like, we didn't care where we were. We didn't care that it was like your mom's basement. Yeah. We didn't care about anything. And then now it feels like we're, we go out to be out of like, the routine that we've kind of gotten ourselves in where we're like when we're at home we're thinking i gotta do this this needs to be cleaned i gotta make dinner i gotta yes. do stuff so now it's never really like that comforting any or not comforting but you never really can shut off it seems like it is stressful to, it is oddly stressful to be in your own home and i was saying that when I, I went away to maine at the beginning of june and it rained like every single day and we'd go out for a little while but then we'd be like too damp and Maine's a very outdoorsy state and so we just watched like all of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel while in bed but even though like we paid to be there and we drove all the way to Maine 
just knowing I don't have to clean any of this. I'm not looking around going like, oh, that garbage needs to go out. Mm -hmm. Or like right now I can see dust and it's bothering me. And like as soon as you leave, I'm going to dust (laughs) and stuff like that. It's it's very nice to not have to, you know, it's hard to actually feel at rest sometimes in your own yeah. home especially as a woman because we we bear that mental load of like my husband could walk by a sock on the floor ten thousand times and never move it whereas i will see it every time mm-hmm. so i think yeah it is hard to to really wind down at home i think it also has changed is as we as heterosexual women we watch tv with our partners right we have movies and TV shows where I've even said to you, like, I can't go see that movie with you because I told Jeff I would see it with him. Yeah, and I don't understand that kind of loyalty in my life. Well, I also, like, if you're like, oh, how far have you made it on the bear? I'm like, well, I can only watch it when Jeff's home. Right. So I think watching movies have stopped being this thing that you do with your, like, same-sex friends or just with platonic relationships. You aren't just watching movies anymore, which is so sad. Or you're not re-watching movies anymore that's true we used to just and i also miss this i know it's kind of weird but like we'd get in each other's beds yeah and we would just put on a movie we'd seen a hundred times and repeat the lines and giggle and that and like why don't we go in each other's beds anymore because they think we associate the bed as like this marriage thing now well, it's well, like yeah, it wouldn't make Are your you sheets go- clean. I wouldn't make you in. go in my sweaty man's bed. Right. Like I don't even go on his side of the bed. The bed's gross now. But, but like there used to be this thing where come in my room and then you get like you grow up and you're an adult yes. and you're like my room is don't go in my room. No one goes upstairs in my house, but as a my room was everyone's hangout spot my whole life. All of my memories with my friends are sitting in my bedroom. Yeah. And it's it's I miss it a lot. I do miss it a lot. Yeah. I would like to do that as an adult. It'd maybe be better because like when we went away to Boston together, we just got in a big bed together and watched TV the whole time. Oh, yeah. They were like, we have one bed. We're like, perfect. (laughs) This is the dream. We're never going to go sit on like the chairs or the couch in the room and watch TV. We loved just getting into bed and watching TV together. I just always assume that the chairs and the couch in a hotel room are for your bags. Like, don't sit on them. No, you don't. They're gross. People are having sex on them. Like, don't, don't even, don't even. Don't even think about anything that you're touching in a hotel no, room. No, absolutely not. But yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. So it was like this day where we just watched In Her Shoes and then we watched another, which has been... I was there for like 12 I know. 12 hours. I literally, when, it, I, when I first had a moment, I was like, I guess I'm going to start watching Sex in the City from the very beginning again. And I think so, that's a good call. Did you finish it? Not yet. I'm on season five. Okay. So I was like, it's not that long, but I guess... When you only have little pockets to watch it. Yeah. But the first couple days, I I burned through like three seasons. Yeah. And you know how I feel about first seasons of shows. Yeah. I don't want to watch them. I caught a couple of the first season, and then a couple days later, I came over and we were on... I don't even remember where we were. We were a couple seasons later, and I just came in and out because I know the show so well, though I didn't... I didn't need to see all the in-between, but I love that I just found you in the exact same place. Yeah. You're still on the couch in the same position, and I, we were, I was like, okay, keep playing it. Yeah, it was... I think it's that low-stakes, 23-minute episodes. Yes. You know, and just like that is still on, and I've always wanted to do a Sex and the City like, rewatch, but I think it hits me every time I watch and just like that how much I loved Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. So... That was a no-brainer to do, and it's been so, I don't know, it's so, the level of just pure mental shutoff that that show provides, unparalleled. Yeah, I end up having, though, things that I watch in, like, my deepest, darkest moments, I have trouble coming back to ever again. Oh, they, you, like, imprint that it was a bad time when you watched it. Yeah, it gives you a bad, it's kind of like if you ate something and then it made you throw up. You don't want to, that thing grosses you out now, even if you liked it before. I feel like that, I kind of did that with Gilmore Girls. I hit it a little too hard during like a rough patch. Yeah, talk about that. (laughs) I think Gilmore Girls is everyone's default comfort watch. And if you haven't watched it, I feel so jealous that you could watch it for the first time. Yeah. Um, Again, we've discussed this. I, even though I do rewatch it, I only start in season three or four. Wow. Yeah, it depends. I actually, I think I went back to season, I went back to season one once and I watched a couple episodes and I was like, it's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Dean. I don't even like the Jess Dean drama. Ugh, 
That's my whole life. I like college years and beyond. I'm a Logan girl. Hate it. Which is so surprising. Hate it. Have you noticed a trend? I love big. I love Logan. I like rich boys. That's, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but I think when I think about like your life, yeah. you've never really dated a Logan or no. a big. I, I, but say the thing is, same as for you. I think you like ki- kind of artsy, literary brain. I've never dated one. You've never dated no. one. But you have dated rich boys. Many. Yeah. And I haven't. Didn't marry one though. So I'm no. the idiot here. But I, I, and I always date like the rip for <laughs> from Yellowstone, which, you know, I am attracted to, but I'm, yeah, I I like guys who are like, I don't know, to work with their hands. And sometimes their hands are just working with money. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I like a rich boy. I like the, I, the concept of, oh, you need to get to somewhere. Take my, my car that has a driver because your mom got through a breakup. Brilliant. I love that. I'll take care of it person. So I'm a Logan girl. That makes sense. I've been afraid to say that to people. I don't think I've ever admitted that out loud. You heard it here first. I get it. Her and Jess are probably soulmates, but like, he's a little bitch. No. <laughs> Jess. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to do a different episode just on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> because I cannot let this this just drop in. Like, the air is cool. Like, you know, the temperatures are cooling down. The fall decor is on the shelves. Like, yeah. Gilmore Girls would have been the logical choice of the comfort watch. Yes. But I was like, I cannot do it. No. No. So I was like, I need to go back to Sex in the City because it was... I don't know. Maybe because I, I associate Gilmore Girls with such cozy comfort. Mm-hmm. You're right. Everything's fine when I'm watching Gilmore Girls. And this, I was like, I need to be... Okay, this this actually makes a lot of sense. And then what am I going to say ties into other things i've been watching so sex in the city i associate with high school it mm-hmm. was it ended in 2005 i think three when, two, yeah okay so yeah. i wasn't even done high school yet no. i was in like the 10th grade i was very young so i think i'm going back to things that represented childhood because i felt like such a child mm-hmm. losing a parent mm-hmm. that i've also been watching disney movies really yeah i just been watch. i just watched beauty and the beast Mm. i watched 101 dalmatians (laughs) like i'm going deep into like let's nurture our inner child are you watching them with your son or oh yeah no he's there okay i was wondering like now he's asleep and i can watch 101 dalmatians no it's he's there so i'm just like what instead of watching bluey again Mm -hmm. let's watch something that is gonna hit for me too yeah so it's like it's just been a lot of like taking care of the little girl inside me because I feel so much like a little girl trapped in an adult's body right now and trapped Mm -hmm. in an adult's life with responsibilities right now that that kind of juxtaposition of crying for your dad and then being like well no one's gonna clean this house or clean this baby but me it's it's such a mind fuck Mm -hmm. like grief is such a fucking mind fuck Mm -hmm. hot take yeah no one's ever thought that no one's ever thought that grief is a mindfuck yeah no one's there's no books or anything but about it what do you do like i mean you haven't lost a parent but what have you done for yourself when you've been grieving i'm not like again i haven't really experienced too much like grief in my life um other than like having a dog die and at that time all i did was hang out with people i just like was never alone i was Mm -hmm. not alone for a second for days and days but in times where like i I struggled mental health wise i literally couldn't handle watching anything with any stakes at all anything with any kind of drama of any kind and i had to for a long time (laughs) I just watched cooking shows Mm -hmm. and specifically there's this one guy, this chef named uh, Jay Kenji Lopez Alt. I know he has a lot of names. Yeah, he's this guy who lives in Seattle and he cooks with like a GoPro on his head. So you just see his like hands and him sauteing and he talks to the camera and tells you what he's doing the whole time. And then some episodes he actually cooks while his his wife and daughter are sleeping. So he's just quiet and you just watch him make like mac and cheese at two in the morning. And I would just lay there for hours and that's all I could watch. I did not watch, like everyone was like, did you watch Ozark? Oh my God. I couldn't even, the concept of putting on a show that had anything in it like that, I couldn't do it. I could only do Gilmore Girls because I knew it already, but I didn't, 
I couldn't even do Sex in the City. It'd be too hard. Really? I, yeah, I just needed like it couldn't even have like I couldn't even really follow plot. Nothing so, new. Nothing. Oh, definitely nothing new. And I think that's a common like anxiety thing is that you rewatch stuff. Um, I think that's like even been studied and people know that like a, a trait of people with anxiety is that they watch the same thing over and over again because you can trust in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I couldn't I couldn't take in any new information. I couldn't take in any kind of emotion that w- would be given to me. Um, and part of my like, it's a long story, but my when I struggled with mental health very severely, part of it was that I lost my appetite entirely for months. And so watching food was also very helpful, oddly enough. And that's a weird relationship to have with food, but like it would make me hungry. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice. And then I'd have to make my husband facilitate the hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, usually just resulted in chicken strips, but because um, that's my like, uh, don't feel good food. But yeah, that's that's when I am on the brink. That's the only thing I can really take in. No, I get that. I think, I mean, even when it comes to new shows or movies, I need a spoiler. Like I do not, yes. With even with books, like I don't like going in blind to anything. I need to know the ending to be calm watching it. Yes. Because it's too much for me to take. Yeah, we we watched all the missions impossible Mission Impossible's over the last couple of weeks to get ready for the new one. But you had told me that like his wife was in a later one. And in one of them, she, obviously, if you know Mission Impossible, they're always wearing masks. So nothing's ever real. They like shoot his wife in front of him. And Jeff's like, oh, my God, they just shoot his wife. And I'm like, she's in a later movie. It's fine. And, but knowing that brought me like I didn't ruin it for me. I didn't need to go. Oh, my God. I liked knowing. Don't worry. She's she's here later yeah i i used to be someone who always read spoilers i've actually gotten better at not doing it and trying to avoid stuff for the barbie movie i found that i knew the whole movie before i got there but it was yeah. kind of passive tiktok kind of they kind of ruined things and it's i'm like gl- the heiress tour yes. i've seen it all yes and i'm glad like we went we went on the friday night that it opened but even from that day the people who saw it at like midnight the night before and during the day i knew the whole everyone spoiled everything for the barbie movie before we even got to it that night on open opening night yeah it was it, social media kind of ruins things now but i used to be like i remember every morning i would read what happened on sons of anarchy and my really? boyfriend would get so mad I, and he'd go what and i go i'm not telling you and he'd be like what i'd be like something happens to opie and he'd be like don't tell me and i'd be like opie dies <laughs> <laughs> sorry because i loved i loved knowing because i like to see uh the structure of an episode or a movie and how they get to the point that i know is spoiled i like seeing how they've implemented it along the way i don't know why if that's a dorky thing but i i like to be like oh i see what they're doing there yeah, yeah, no, I don't think it's dorky. I think it's just wanting some semblance of control and like maybe different eyes so that you're not like emotions aren't super heightened while you watch. Yeah. It doesn't change it. I still will cry when something's really sad. Oh, yeah. But like I cannot take thinking the whole episode, does something happen to the dog? Does something happen to the dog? Yeah. Does something happen to the dog? I think it's that website. It's called Does the Dog Die? Yes. And I need to check that more often. It, I'll just, it'll distract me from the whole time of, of yeah. feeling okay. And I don't want to watch things where I don't feel okay. And even right now, I can't watch. And, and some things that have happened, you know, before my dad died, I was dealing with some birth trauma stuff. And I can't watch something where something happens to a kid. Mm-hmm. And, I may, and that's not a hot take as a parent to say, but... I just cannot watch it. It won't break. Like, I don't care if it is the most popular movie that's going on right now. Yeah. If there is a plot line of something happening to a child or someone's child is sick or someone needs to do something for a child, I can't do it. No. I can't. I wonder if that'll ever get better. I think it might. But same thing with, uh, you know, I was reading a book recently where the main character reunites with her estranged father who's dying. And I had to put it down because I was yeah. like, I can't deal with this right that's now. look kind of close to home. Too close to I, home. I get that one for sure i've seen i've heard that a lot from people from people with kids that they can't watch that type of thing but i think uh being a mom alters your brain chemistry in a way i will never understand and i'm okay with that part yeah i feel like my brain has just been so scrambled this past year 
Yeah. And even more so in this past month where I'm like, I'll be talking and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. I like, I don't even know if my feet are on the ground. I don't even know if I am making any kind of sense, which is a great time to have a podcast. (laughs) But I've had to be very specific with what I can do and what I can't do. Mm -hmm. And in a weird way, it's been helpful for me to say, I can't deal with this right now, even if that's laundry. Yeah. Like before, I think I would have pushed through it. But right now I'm I'm reframing things of like something major in your life just happened, a major trauma. Yeah. You need to prioritize yourself and prioritize rest, which is something that I don't think I was doing before my dad passed. No, I don't know if you were been sleeping this last year. No, no, not haven't been sleeping. And then, of course, (laughs) all I want to do is sleep right now because that's my coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. But like you can't and that's the hardest thing to do is like i if i was at work right now because i'm still on maternity leave if i was at work right now i would have to like just function and be around other people Mm -hmm. but in a way i'm like sort of in this like weird little like middle ground of not really living my normal life but constantly busier than i've ever been in my life yeah it's very strange it's a weird time i wonder what going back to work will be like if it'll feel like more normal, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is the life I'm used to or. Yeah. I also wonder, too, if like so much has changed for me now that it's almost like a, I cannot go back. Yeah. That's what I like. Or I don't fit in here is what I worry about a lot. Yeah, I think you'll maybe feel that for a couple of days or something, but I don't think you will long term. I hope not because I love work. No, I think it's like riding a bike. You'll just get used to it and be like, oh, yeah, I loved this. And I remember what. I needed. I also haven't ridden a bike in like <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> well, it's a literary bike. I don't know. It's a, a online publication bike. That's right. There's also one more movie that I made Chrissy watch with me. Yeah, you actually came over to <laughs> podcast about In Her Shoes and then was like, I just want to watch another movie. And this movie I had never seen. Is it a comfort watch for you? Yeah, I think so. I've never seen this movie in my life. I knew it existed, but I had never, I, I also didn't, I didn't know most of the cast was in it. I, I was so surprised by every person who turned up. Um, Maid of Honor? M-A-D-E of Honor. Starring Patrick Dempsey and Patrick Michelle Dempsey. Monaghan. Yes. The one thing we took away is the whole movie Libby kept saying, he's just so clean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, let's get into it. <laughs> the whiplash that I'm going to give everyone from like, is she going to cry? To like, let's lust over Patrick Dempsey. Is yeah. Patrick Dempsey in the early aughts was the man, mm-hmm. right? Like he was coming off of Sweet Home Alabama where he was that guy, but he wasn't he, they never posited him as being like the one that she should really pick. Where in my no. brain, I thought that Reese Witherspoon should have always picked Patrick Dempsey. Did you? He took her to fucking Tiffany's for the whole store to pick out a ring. You know what? Th- that's a movie I found very conflicting because I the two sides of me are like the romantic who's like your childhood love. And the other side of me is like that the guy's rich. Yeah. But then when she's like, oh, he's selling his art in this fancy place or whatever. I'm like... He could be rich too. I think he was sleeper rich, where that's where she like went and bought him all new like appliances and shit like that. You can't tell me that you wouldn't be happy being rich in New York City with Patrick Dempsey as your husband. I think the only way to be in New York City is to be rich with Patrick Dempsey. It's better than having a baby in a in bar. A bar. <laughs> so Maid of Honor is essentially my best friend's wedding with the the red the roles reversed. Yes, that's what we realized when we were watching it. We're like, this is the same movie. Though, I will tell you, I did not root for Patrick Dempsey until uh, Kevin McKidd became a little weird near the end. Up until the point where he's like started saying some weird shit and they were like, he just seemed a little controlling. It seemed like she had to give up a lot. He has a lot of weird hobbies. So for those of you who don't know about this movie, Patrick Dempsey is a multimillionaire because he invents (laughs) the coffee sleeve. And he meets (laughs) Michelle Monaghan in college and they are like, they become best friends, but they hate each other at first. Yes. And he's the typical guy who cannot commit to anyone, new girl all the time. Everyone is clearly aware that he loves her. Yes. She goes to Scotland for an art history thing or whatever, falls in love with a whiskey magnet, (laughs) comes back and tells him that she's getting married. And all of a sudden he realizes, no, you can't marry him. You must marry me. Mm -hmm. But she makes him her man of honor. 
Yes. So the whole thing is him trying to put on this wedding hen night and bridal shower, all the while trying to thwart their wedding plans, or at least make her realize how much she doesn't know about him and how she should choose him instead. Yes, I don't I don't love the concept of a man who only realizes he wants a woman once he can't have her. I know he kind of realizes that he misses her while she's gone before he finds out, but he doesn't really be like, I'm in love with this woman until he's like, oh, I can't have her. Yeah. I don't think that's a very attractive quality. I, like, he's hot, but he's I, so did, hot. I did not root for him in this movie. And so clean. So- Listen. Maybe this is just me and you, and maybe mm-hmm. there are women out there or people out there whose partner is the picture of hygiene and like, but being married and, and being with men sometimes is so gross. It is gross. And not only was he clean, but they showed his apartment. It was clean. And it was clean. All and his friends were clean. I think a man can be clean presenting. Yes. But I don't think everything about him would be clean. They all try to trick you in the beginning that they're clean. Oh, absolutely. They smell good on dates. Their clothes are clean. Yeah. Their cars are clean. Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) See, that's a harder... That's kind of a red flag. I've dated a few men, surprisingly the ones with money, who had very clean spaces, but that's because they didn't clean them. Someone else cleaned them. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine. Knowing that you needed, like, literally the, the threshold that my husband can't even hit is knowing that something needs to be cleaned. Yeah. I don't, even cleaning it, I couldn't even imagine that happening. But acknowledging that something's at the point that should be cleaned, fine with me. If you're going to pay someone to do it, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't care if you're doing it yourself. That's not, that is not a negative. I think it's like, if I look at a man and I can just tell that he smells good, immediately things are firing. Like we're on all Mm -hmm. cylinders. And Patrick Dempsey in every single role, Mm -hmm. even when he's Dr. Shepard working, you know, 14 hours and you'd think that he would have a stale coffee breath. No, you bet he's like, there's a hint of mint in there. No, I've seen you make some questionable choices over a man who wore a pocket square to a bar. So, who? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, which, are we thinking about the same one? Well, who, who wore a pocket square to a bar? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't fully trust your judgment on it. But pocket square reads clean to me. Yeah, Pocket but, square reads, you know what a pocket square is. But wearing a pocket square to the, uh, like a dank bar to me reads, can't read the room. True. Maybe has some social skills that are lacking. And he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Patrick Dempsey, I mean, even though in his real life, there was that moment where he like separated from his wife, wasn't there? But they're back together. Yeah, they're back together. They just celebrated like 24 years together. Mazel tov. I wouldn't want to be with a man who loves NASCAR that much or whatever. I guess he's, it's not NASCAR he does. What does he do? The the European version. Yeah. Well, I, I like that. Yeah? Yeah. You want to go to those? I'll go. And be like, hope, hopefully you don't die. Or I guess you get money. <laughs> Do I only care about money? It sounds like it. So I'd be like, win-win. Christy's in her money era. Her gold digging era. Yeah. I'm in my, oh, I inherited this era. Yeah. I guess, is it inheritance if your husband dies? What is it? Um, yeah, I think so. It's life insurance money. Yeah. I need to, I need to get some policies. <laughs> yeah, but then... That will look like a motive if anything were to happen, just so you know. This is not evidence. What do we talk about that, like, if we ever, like, killed our husbands, we would, like, then bring them to their job and act like it happened at work so we get, like, that double money? Like, you could, you could say... Shh, don't tell everyone And it happened on the job. Yeah. Don't tell everyone our plans. Throw them off a ladder, but you'd already, like, killed them. Edit this out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I could deal with that with Patrick Dempsey, I think. Yeah. When he when they go to Scotland, okay, listen. I think it's time that we address this too. I would thrive in a British, Scottish, Irish. I don't know which one of them doesn't want to be included in Britain. I mm-hmm. think it's Ireland. I'm not really Some sure. Some part of Ireland. Um, weather. Oh yeah, you love. If any excuse to be home, dark and cozy. I'm the same way though. But you're a co- you're a American coastal cozy. That's I want to be. I want to be like in a town, a tiny village in britain i'd be going to like the south of spain three times a year if i lived there because i'd need i'd need some 
Sorry. Yeah. Oh, but, me too. But yeah. But I, w- I would thrive in a tweed. I would thrive mm-hmm. in a cable knit. I would thrive in layers. This They do a very romantic view of Scotland in this. Like her in the car with all the sheep and like the hills. It's it, They do make you be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be hot. It convinced me to go travel Scotland. I mean, Outlander. Ooh, forget it. <laughs> I've never seen Outlander. Oh, gosh. Outlander is just, especially season one, is just pure fantasy material. Like, yeah. Like, ugh, take me take me over a hill. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it, it, it seems to be. But yeah, I think that movie is so comforting because it's a formula of rom-com that we don't really see anymore. Mm-hmm. However, there were a lot of things that did not age well. I don't know what the strong desire for early 2000s rom-coms to include fat jokes is. Well, look at what all of our other media was. It was how skinny someone could be. I know, but like it wasn't, it was so unnecessary. Okay, she has a fat bridesmaid. Why is there a joke about what size, what size did she pick? Like a size eight? Yeah. And they were like more like a 12. And it's like, actually, no, she's probably a 16, 18. But that's not, and like, and they're also acting like, a 12 is even fat. Like, they were so mean to her about it. Yeah. And then there were so many callbacks to it, them trying to get her in the dress, her only fasting all the time, because she was only drinking, like, a cayenne pepper thing for days. I didn't see any chemistry with Michelle Monaghan and Patrick Dempsey no. until they kissed, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if she is the was the right choice. No. I don't know if she's a great for rom-coms. I don't know if she's... She's great for anything. Gone Baby Gone, she's great. Okay, yeah. She's beautiful. Bad hair in this movie, but she's beautiful. She wasn't very, like, effervescent to me. No. Like, I wasn't like, yeah, this... They didn't actually give her much of, like, a personality. They didn't tell you much more about her or her life or, like, why he would suddenly be in love with her. Yeah. I don't know. Not that, like, her only value is a man loving her, but, like, I don't think they really showed, like, what her apartment was like. And usually they try and make the women in these movies a little bit manic pixie dream girl. They have a weird, quirky job or they, like, she would be an artist. Like, you'd see her, like, making a sculpture in her own time or yeah. something. Something like that. Something that showed that she was yeah. fun and interesting. Yeah. They don't, there's chemistry in a weird way. But it's very obvious that he is the star and yes. he's the the draw. I, I mean, were this now, there's a young Chris Messina in it. Chris Messina pre-sex appeal. That's true. Whatever magic wand painted him, mm-hmm. like I dream of that for myself. Mm-hmm. Where I, someone's just like, let's just do your hair like this. And then all of a sudden you're, you're hot as fuck. I don't understand how these men are getting better looking, especially when you're like, oh, they're balding. Yeah. In early 2000s. And then now they have a full head of beautiful salt and pepper hair. Are we using Propecia? Like, I, I know it's not natural, whatever they're doing, but goddamn. Like, that's not fair. I don't even think he's lost any weight. I think it was like, I feel like every man has a different age where all of a sudden, like, it could be 36. Mm-hmm. It could be 22. Sometimes it's like weirdly like when they're in high school where you're like, you are the best you're ever going to look yeah. now. There's some people that you see photos and you go, oh, damn, they were hot yeah. one, day, one back in the day. And there's people like Steve Carell that you're like, holy shit, I never would have fucked you until recently. No, really? Um, when? Dan in real life, that movie. He's such a nice dad in that movie. <laughs> and again, daddy issues is the name of the game today. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I I never would have considered Steve Carell attractive until recently. No, that's your problem. Okay, I'm sorry. But no, I think that movie for me was one where, yeah, I came over and I was just like, I cannot bring myself to talk about anything of value. Let's just watch Maid of Honor. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Just to giggle on the couch with your friend. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to add it to my roster of movies. I don't think I'll ever see it again. I mean, maybe. You never know. You could be like, Jeff, let's go to Scotland. He'll be like, why? And then I'll say, and then you show him the movie. It made me want to watch Leap Year. Ah, that's a great movie. And I don't think I've even seen Leap Year. Listen, if there was ever a Visit Great Britain thing, it would be Maid of Honor, Leap Year. P.S. I Love You. P.S. I Love You and Bridget Jones. Oh, yeah. And then everyone would be like, yeah, we're going to go. Yeah. And portions of parent trap (laughs) yes because that always made me be like i want to go 
I just feel like that is more of a visit California tourism movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. I feel like that movie is having a weird second wave on uh social media i think it's really funny when gen z's discover things and they're like there's this crazy movie (laughs) where Lindsay lohan plays twins i saw this tiktok where this girl was saying that she didn't know that matchbox 20s push was yeah a real song she thought they wrote it for the movie like the ken song and i just had to stop tiktok that day I was like, have you not been to a grocery store in the last 10 years? Like they just, it's, it's just a song that exists. Matchbox 20 is grocery store, is elevator, doctor's office, Mm -hmm. phone line, like the waiting song. Yep. Like it's 3am, I must be lonely. Yeah. Basically anywhere where there's ambient music. I think my cousin has seen Matchbox 20 more than once. (laughs) Which is not surprising, given her style and lifestyle. She makes poor financial decisions. She loves the Mac. She loves her Rob I Thomas. can't imagine it. I can't imagine it costs that much to see. I'd be them. like, well, wait till you discover Smooth featuring <laughs> Rob Thomas and Santana. Your life's about to change. Yeah. I saw people debating why they even used that song in the Barbie movie, and they're like, it must have been because they couldn't get, like, the rights to Wonderwall. And I was like, no, it fit really yeah. well. Like, yeah. It fit really well. He wants to be, he wants to push her around. He wants power. I saw another girl who said, who looked at people who gave Barbie really, like, misogynistic bad reviews, and then she went on their, what is it? There's, like, an, there's some app where you can see it what people's favorite movies are and you also review movies on it and all box letterbox all their favorite movies <laughs> were the godfather and because in barbie she goes he goes like let me explain the let's watch the godfather and i'll explain it to you the whole time yeah. and she's like yep they're just mad i love when Issa ray says are you watching the godfather <laughs> like she says the intonation's so different <laughs> uh, i gotta go see that movie again yeah, I gotta go see it too. It's I gotta go see Oppenheimer. I feel like I gotta go. I gotta do a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I still feel bringing it back to the central theme. I just feel I still feel like I'm not a hundred percent yet. No, no one's asking you to be. I find like I think one of the weird things now about grief and not to again whiplash people too much is a lot of people reached out. Yeah, but I don't want to almost see it other people because i don't want to retell everyone what happened yeah i think that tracks like if i could just put out like a press release being like this is what happened and i'm never gonna like answer questions about it please don't talk like i just can't keep rehashing the story over and over again i don't think people expect you to though no i don't think so maybe i feel like they i think you you feel like you have to catch them up but yeah or like that it'd be weird for you to be like hey party people what's up i haven't seen you guys in a while instead of being like you know yes this happened you know yeah I think that's yeah you're you're internalizing it but I think people would be fine if you didn't want to talk about it even being like talking about Barbie movie or talking about anything that makes me laugh there is like a a part of me that feels guilty for being able to function yeah even though I'm not functioning at my highest I, I feel like a lot of guilt when I do catch myself being okay or feeling okay but I just, I also feel like there's just been so much like disassociation that's been happening yeah. for years and years with our relationship that it's going to be a while. Yeah. But I don't think it should take away from like you enjoying things if you have the capacity to, to enjoy them. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because I feel like, and maybe this is just the way like the universe works with, with people. Lots of loss for me has always been happening around another major life event. Mm-hmm. So like... When my grandmother died, it was when Matt and I bought our first house. And then a week later was was Matt's birthday. My other grandmother, who I was very, very close to, died a week before my birthday. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandfather died right before Christmas. My other grandfather died right on Easter weekend. Yeah. My father died a week after my son's first birthday. Yeah. And a week of Matt's birthday. So I feel like just there's this like always like you can't really figure out like any celebration is now marred by it a little yeah. bit which isn't fair to them that i'm not fully able to celebrate like even though it's summer i want to like celebrate summer part of me is just like we can't no yeah i think it just takes time yeah it's okay if you just want to take this one off <laughs> yeah it's okay yeah but then it's also i don't know then there's also like that vigor that happens too after somebody passes away where you're like 
okay, we're going to live life to the fullest and yeah. we're going to make all these memories. Let's go. Do and you have that? No. I, was <laughs> I, don't. I haven't seen that part yet. <laughs> Maybe it's coming. Maybe I'll get my second wind, but no. I think I feel a responsibility weirdly, and this always happens too, to take more pictures. Yeah. Because I'm not a picture I'm not a picture taker of like a group. I'll be yes. like, "Oh, I'll take a picture of my son, I'll take a picture of my dogs, but I'll never just be like, guys, we're having this really great moment. Let's take a picture of it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, you know, going through a lot of pictures, there's a lot of pictures of us with our, my dad when I was little, and then it just falls off in the teens and there weren't mm-hmm. many pictures. Even like the posed photos, like, have you ever like posed like you, Max and Matt together and like taken a photo? Like every photo from our childhood were like on someone's knee and everyone's like crouched and smiling like we don't at least in our day and age we don't do posed family photo or like you know just it's christmas okay we're all gonna take a photo together we awkwardly try Mm -hmm. but like i'm so hypercritical of myself in photos Mm -hmm. that i'm like forget it yeah but then my therapist actually told me before my son was born that he's like you're not gonna want pictures of yourself taken you know immediately didn't get that anyway but um you're not gonna think that you look good in them he's like but you're gonna want those pictures later yeah and so i i keep having remind myself of like okay maybe i'm not the most comfortable in this picture at this time um but i i want a photo of of ourselves at max's first christmas at max's whatever and i am happy that well and i'm thinking back to the week before my dad died i didn't get a picture with him at max's birthday yeah and i it was a busy day yeah it's not your fault. There's so many people there. Yeah. I just didn't think that it was like the last time that that no. was going to happen. It was just like a very brief like, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. I but, think if that if this didn't happen right after, you never would have thought about that interaction. Yeah. Ever again. Because it wasn't, it wasn't abnormal. No. I don't know. It's, it's all going to take time. Yeah. And you can't be on other people's schedule or what they're how they're grieving or the timeline other people think you should be on like you should be over this by now type of thing yeah you know i don't know maybe i'll talk about it in the future on the pod or something but it was just a very difficult relationship where i'd been grieving our relationship for a very long time and this just feels like a different kind of thing where i mean i've seen a lot of people lose their parents who they're very close to and they're like you know their day-to-day lives are changed and i don't want to put myself in that category because i almost feel guilty if i compare my situation to other people's but it is this like really specific kind of grief that i'm going through that makes me seem okay and then other days you know there was a day a few weeks ago where you had to come over Mm -hmm. and sit with me because i was just like not functioning yeah whatsoever i don't think that's i think that's to be expected yeah you have been working through that relationship your whole life yeah it's no different now yeah but um we usually end our episodes with recommendations therapy and medication (laughs) therapy medication what kind of comfy cozy rec do you have this week speaking of uh only you know watching movies at home with your spouse this week i went i saw two movies i also want to go see a third going to the movies is fun it's kind of nice to be out it's kind of nice to hear other people reacting to things in movies it kind of lets you know like when you should not maybe this is a weird thing to say but like when you should laugh (laughs) or like it's kind of fu- things are funnier if you hear other people enjoy it as well. Is that weird? No, but I know what you're saying. Where like you have to pay attention in a way that you don't really have to at home. Yes, you can pause it. You can be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Rewind it. Oh, what was that? Absolutely. I have this weird thing though. As soon as I get to a movie, I instantly want to leave. The thought, I this is why like I thought that whole like ti- that Titanic submersible thing was so unbearable. The thought of not being able to leave a space is. I think it's just claustrophobia, but like I have a really bad, if you tell me I, I have to be somewhere, as soon as I get in a line or if I'm waiting at a doctor's office, it takes everything in me not to get up and leave. Really? So when I, when I sit down to the movie, the first thing I do is I check IMDb for how long the movie is and I like do the math in my mind and then I check my phone multiple times with the movie going, you'll have to be here for another hour. Even if I'm enjoying it, I have to, I don't like the fact I can't leave. I can. That's really strange. It, I've always felt that way. I've always felt overwhelming anxiety right before a movie starts. Wow. 
ah, commitment issues. Who knows? <laughs> but it has been nice to go and power through my <laughs> my anxiety. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I know it's so strange. It's so strange, but. I think most people find comfort in the being detached for a couple hours, and mm-hmm. I do not find comfort in that. Oh, I do. I love the movies. I would do. I would have done Barbenheimer if I could have had childcare for that long. Like, yeah, let's you said go. it, and I was like, I don't know if I could do seven hours at a movie theater or five hours. I I've done many double features. I would love to do a triple feature one day. Do you always pay for both? Because I remember yeah. when, when we were younger, we would like hang out in one of the theaters well, and now then you got to go into another seating. one i know i thought i would do it if you don't have to pay for both but i think some places were doing like an actual double feature and you could like get some kind of discount yeah because the movies these days they're pricey they're very pricey yeah we saw barbie together and then like three days later i saw mission impossible dead Re- reckoning <laughs> i'm glad you know what it's called i was like meh, 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 meh. i don't know if i'd recommend mission impossible is fine I don't know if I'd recommend it. That's one of the movies. Stakes seem low because if it's part one, he's living to the next one. Yeah. You're not going to kill off Ethan Hunt. So, you know, it's great. There's a supercomputer that kind of makes growling noises when you upset it. Oh. Um, and it's going to end the world. Great times, guys. Light and breezy. Yeah. That's my, my comfort recommendation is see it in theaters. My comfort recommendation is... Oh, gosh. There's been so many things. I honestly, this sounds so stupid, but if you can just say to somebody, I need a day by myself to do nothing, and you just can like arrange childcare, you can arrange someone to watch your pets, and you can just like take the take the flop day where you mm-hmm. just stay in bed, it really helps. I know that there's this like urge to power through sometimes, but if that's what you need, do it. It's if that's what yeah, especially when it's something so heavy like this, when your body needs rest, my comfort tip is give in to that rest. Mm-hmm. And Allow just, yourself to rot. Yeah. Just take- or even if you have to schedule it, like if mm-hmm. you have to say, OK, on Thursday, I'm just going to that'll be my day to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And then if anything else comes up, you can say, I'm sorry, I can't. I have plans. They don't need to know what those plans are. Yeah. The plans are taking care of yourself. Sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. Yes. I'm going to post it. Because you're watching Sex and the City in bed and passing out intermittently. I think that's totally fine. I think a lot of people struggle with, like, I struggle with getting to a space where I don't feel guilty for doing that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't feel like there's so much stuff I need to do. I should I should yeah. just do it. But I get it. Yeah. I, I don't think I've feel- given myself a day like that in forever. I always feel like I need to give an ex- like a reason why I'm not accepting invitations. Like, oh, I can't because I have this. It's like, I could just say I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's fine. I can't. I'm sorry because I'm going to just stay in bed yeah. and cry today. So that's what I'm going to do. So stay in bed. Yeah. Stay in bed or go to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Either or cry at the movies. Yes. Get what did I eat? I ate four pieces of pizza. <laughs> you thought it was just well, it's like yeah, it was like two big slices cut in half. You thought it was just gonna be like the one, and then he's like, "Here you go," and you're like, "All this pizza?" And then you went, "Don't worry, I'll eat it." And you like ran. The guy said, "You can share it with your friend," and I looked at him and went, "She won't share no, it with me." I don't share food. <laughs> Joey doesn't share. And food. as I was eating it, my hands were swelling. I'm like, "This gonna hurt tomorrow," but here we are. I would never have thought to get pizza at the movies. I was hungry. It seems sacrilege. It's a popcorn and candy place. <sighs> no, it's a pizza place. We shared all Maltesers, though. It was great. It was great. I want to go back to the movies so badly. I also just want to go back to bed. It's very conflicting. Yeah. Both comforting. Yeah. Well, thank you for making it through this different episode. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with our usual somewhat focused episode. Yes, I think we're going to continue to follow this like stream of consciousness movie choices, which I think we should watch Leap Year because now I want to see it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And I know it is a comfort watch of yours. You've told me many years that you love that movie. Listen, Matthew Good is so undeniably attractive. Dark hair and blue eyes is it for me. I don't know if I can get on the Matthew Good train. (sighs) Well, wait till you see Lupia, and then you can decide. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was on The Good Wife for a while, and I did not find him cute. Yeah, but this is rugged Matthew Good. This is Ireland Matthew Good. Hey, 
I'm ready to be turned on while sitting next to my brother. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. In my basement. I'm totally down for it. So I think to next week, if you guys want to watch along. Let's do it. Leap year. Leap year. Even though there's a leap year next year, we should maybe save it for that. But it's fine. We'll do yeah. it again. Rerun. <laughs> As usual, you can follow us on Comfort Watch Podcast. Yes, on TikTok and Instagram, Comfort Watch Podcast. Like us or leave a review on Apple and Spotify. That will help our show so much. Nice things. Please just be nice. Be kind. And if you want to send us an email with maybe a Comfort Watch recommendation or any thoughts about the show, nice thoughts about the show, you can email <laughs> us at is it Comfort Watch Pod. Comfortwatchpod at gmail.com. And uh, we will see you next week. So until then, stay comfy. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye.